0: keegan blake Adelant energy
1: outstanding the levels look good here for this interview and let's talk a little bit about energy moving forward that of course is your tagline for Adelant energy let's start off with a little you know kind of one of those elevator pitch commercials if you will tell us about your company and how you guys are moving energy forward
0: okay so first of all um thanks for the opportunity to talk. I'm glad uh, we could finally figure out time to make it happen. I appreciate your time. A um, Little bit about my my company and and the product that we offer is a pipeline silencer. Um, to break it down real simple, basically, during daily operations, pipeline operators and um, specifically are being exposed to dangerously high levels of noise when they're blowing down gas to atmosphere or when they're depressurizing small vessels like a launcher or receiver for a pig. So what my device does is it's installed on a valve to kind of silence or suppress the gas as it's being evacuated to the atmosphere. And that protects an operator from noise induced hearing loss or basically from going deaf. So that's our number one, uh, concern is protecting an operator's hearing and improving the quality of life for an operator so that when he's in this industry for 10 20 30 years you know by the end of it he can still hear you know and and have that aspect of his life uh when
1: he's at that age i guess i've never heard of this um Precaution, or this issue, or anything along those lines, doesn't surprise me. I'm not, you know, discounting what, what what it is. What I'm doing is just I've I've never heard of it. You know, being in the media, uh, I'll I'll be perfectly honest. When I First started working at a radio station about oh fifteen years ago, I think it was. Is when I f- finally got at the computer system. I was I was on the ra- I was on the air on a radio station for about fifteen years, where I wasn't an employee. I had a key, and I just kind of came and went, and nobody, you know what I mean. And and all the employees would laugh like they're like, this guy doesn't even work here, and he's got one of the top rated shows. And anyway, but. Um, <laughs> But I bring it up is that all of a sudden when I got in the computer system through the radio station on the 10, you know, the, the payment stubs and everything else like that, I started getting uh, hearing loss uh, ads in the mail. Uh, I started getting, you know, hearing aids and, you know, you better get checked and things like that. So my name just went yeah. on a list as somebody who would be in the high risk of losing their hearing later in life because of the radio thing. I never thought yep. of it that way before, but I suppose anything involving construction would really have some noise pollution to it, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, yep. <clears throat> yep, and well, so my, my device is more geared towards after the construction phase, during the actual operation phase. So like on a pipeline, for example, it has to be maintained. Part of that maintenance requires shooting pigs. Well, to shoot a pig, you have to depressurize a vessel every time to load a pig. So, um, basically that's, that's probably the most applicable scenario is, is, is during pigging operations for pipeline maintenance. So it's not only just a construction phase, but more so the entire life of the pipeline after that, where, you know, we can now lower the noise levels being emitted.
1: That's incredible. Um. When I when I think that the energy industry has has you know gone to new heights and to new slices of life, this one just blew me away. I'm I, you know, and the reason is is because when we think of you know the environment, we look around and, and you know you th- you see plants and trees and you know the things that make you feel good when it comes to the rivers and brooks. But there's the light pollution, and there's also noise pollution. And what you're doing is, you're guys, you guys—you guys are an example of something that's come out of the energy industry to help reduce noise pollution. Have you guys ever yep. thought of that slice before?
0: Oh yeah, it's actually—it's a big part of our, uh, really, our, our appeal to not just the industry but society as well. Um, mind you, I'm—I'm—I live in Colorado, and and I. I have a branch in Colorado, and down here, public perception is everything. So, when an energy company can now take my technology and say, and and then, and implement it, they can now go to the public. Whether where these they're trying to get these, you know, permitting plans and these these development plans, they can now say, look. We're implementing this technology that's going to reduce the effect of of noise, even on the public. It's going to reduce, you know, uh, public nuisance and public complaints. So, and then there's the entire other aspect just of the environmental side. You know, noise not only affects us humans, but it also affects, you know, animals and birds and migratory patterns and, and all sorts of different things, you know, on a... In, in the mammal world or in the, you know, avian world as well. So.
1: Yeah, it's just interesting. I remember last year I interviewed a few people uh, down in Texas that worked for the McDonald's Observatory about how they're working with the energy industry for light pollution and in a variety of different ways with, with the flares, but also um, when you're talking about just lights in general, you know, urbanization, light pollution is a thing too. And so just kind of interesting, I don't know, I just, like I said, a lot of people look around and they see the green trees and the rivers and brooks, and that's what they think the environment is, but there's so much more that goes into it, whether it be the air quality or noise pollution, or, like I said, even light pollution from that aspect, so, so you guys are doing that uh, pipelines uh tell me about your background a little bit um in our preliminary discussion it sounded like you know you traveled a little bit uh with your company or that you've been moving from place to place where the pipelines need you
0: right yep so i've been in the industry for about seven plus years uh i started in the uena basin over in utah and then i migrated over here to colorado um i've done done uh facility construction in wyoming Um, mostly just pipeline operations though that's kind of what I've stuck to for the majority of my career and that's kind of where the you know the idea originated was I was actually blowing down some gas and when I say blowing down I mean uh, releasing gas to the atmosphere one day at work and you know I just I had this idea pop in my head and just thought gosh there's got to be you know a better way to do this than having to rely on these stupid earplugs that we never wear, you know? So, and just from then it, it kind of took off. It's been about four years in development and we just now after all this time and money invested have launched market this summer. So it's, a uh, it's been a long journey, a lot of learning for sure. Um, and just trying to keep it pushing forward.
1: You live in Colorado, there's obviously some brouhaha's happening in Colorado when it comes to the energy industry environmentalists uh perception of renewable energy perception of fossil fuels uh how involved with it are you in terms of just keeping up with it, considering you live and work in it but are are is there any other way that you know you're involved a little bit more or anything along those lines
0: yeah, absolutely um I try to be as involved as I can, uh, especially, you know, during key, key moments, such as, you know, council meetings where, where oil and gas presence is really needed. Um, I've attended multiple, you know, council meetings and, and been able to at least show my support in that way. Uh, social media is a great platform, you know, Facebook any, any type of social media platform is good to, uh, make, make really just make the truth known because it's not so much right now uh you know trying to figure out what exactly is you know safe and unsafe i mean those those statistics are out there there's so much quantifiable data that supports oil and gas development in the state of colorado i mean our emissions have been lowered drastically as our production is increasing like it's oil and gas is not the problem it's just you know organizing enough to to show the people that are just spewing complete lies that you know that's not the case that there is actual data that that supports safe energy development so yeah i try to be as involved as i can be when my when my time allows for sure
1: the governor of colorado has called it a war on oil and gas how much of this do you believe is uh, myth-busting in terms of emotion versus facts?
0: Yeah, that's, that's really exactly what it comes down to. It's, it's emotion-based decision-making versus factual-based decision-making. And, you know, it's trying to—really, it's about public education. It's about informing the public, you know, and, and, and spreading the word with actual data and, and, you know, studies that have been done— that is what's gonna you know convince people other than you know that's going to convince people a lot more than than playing off their emotions and people i think uh will will come through and and will see through those kind of tactics when when they're used so that's the hope
1: well i tell you one thing that i've noticed is that when it starts affecting people's pocketbook they seem to notice pretty quick and that's what happened in germany in germany over the past decade they've been just touting going off of fossil fuels like fossil fuels is an evil monty burns sitting up there trying to block the sun you know and monty burns from the simpsons for those of you out there who didn't get the monty burns (laughs) reference um you know but it's it's a lot different when you can use emotion because people are, are are quick to make judge on emotion but Getting back to the Germany thing, over the course of 10 years, really at the end of the day, their, their electric bills quadrupled four, five times what they were paying before, and they still had to fire up the uh, coal power plants two months ago. And the other part about Germany that nobody, nobody, not many people really talk about is they're burning up a lot of wood pellets. So you, you, they're importing wood pellets from all over the world. And, right. and that sort of thing so it's not as green as people think. So when when you start m- making people pay a little bit more, they start to pay a little bit more attention and all of a sudden the logic part kicks in a little bit because when things are good, man, it's easy to pander on people's heartstrings right. and that sort of thing. That's, that, that's actually you know we're a non-political program and, and one of the reasons we started following this was because it's gotten beyond um, political. It's, it's gotten into pandering to where right. they, they're yep. using so much um, sleazy tactics is really the only yeah. way to put it because it is, it is sleazy uh, what they're yep. doing because it's, it's wrong. It's disingenuous and they know it. They know yep. they're being disingenuous. They have meetings, how to trick people, how to use certain images and that sort of thing. And right. um, it's really too bad because, re- you know, I, I don't know your opinion on this. I, I'd really like to get, Get your opinion on this, being you're in the pipeline business. When you start messing with people's energy, it becomes a little bit more discriminatory than people realize because the people impacted are the poor people right away, because they're the right. one they're the ones having trouble paying their heat bill. <laughs> so, right. I, have you guys ever, you know does that ever come up in any of the meetings that sort of thing as far as um, how they're trying to slant this? You know that every Every time we pump a barrel of oil out of the ground four baby angels die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly you can you you got to kind of expect that that people that are going to fall for such baseless, you know, statements. You you got to expect people are going to do their own research and hope that you know, as a society we haven't forgotten that, you know, we need to do our own research and not just believe anything somebody tells us. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, you know, my, my kind of pitch on it is I'm a huge believer in innovation. And I think that as an industry, we're going to continue to evolve and innovations like mine where, you know, my device can, can now bridge a gap somewhat between the angry mob of, of anti-oil and gas activists and the industry, you know, innovations and technologies can can come about, you know, and and help bridge the gap, and we can we can find a compromise between the two. But without the opportunity and without uh, responsible discussion and between the two to see what the issues are, you know, innovation can't exist. So, you know, I I think as an industry, we need the opportunity to be able to, you know. To, to at least even see the problems before we can correct them. And that, that's going to come after, I think, a lot of open discussion with people that are, you know, willing to have a discussion instead of just playing off emotions. And when the other side, I think, can, can calm down and, and talk like, you know, an adult and actually, you know, have a, have a conversation about a subject besides just spewing all these things, I mean, until that point, it's, it's not going to go anywhere.
1: But First story that we did here at The Crude Life um, eight years ago was this oil boom is not a, or I should say the shale revolution is not an oil boom. It's a technology boom. And because of the innovation driving me on it, yeah, oil was driving it. But really what was making the economic portion spur for this, this modern day oil boom was innovation. Talk to me a little bit about you know you you mentioned your product being an innovative, uh, piece of piece of that uh, shale revolution. So you know feel free to give it a nice little plug on how the innovation uh, has transformed the industry, and then talk to me a little bit about how that innovation really has created opportunities for you guys. Yeah,
0: I mean it's just like I said, it kind of acts as a as a bridge between the two um, parties that. An argument right now between the anti-oil and gas people and, and the people that want to try and say we make life You know miserable for everyone and the energy industry My devo- my device is something that you know Can now help at least on the industry side reduce public nuisance and reduce Public, you know annoyance towards the industry. So there's a lot of value in it that way um, and I just I think it's my product is one of many um i definitely have to give a shout out to to my another company i work for extraction oil and gas um just as another example they use what's called the quiet fleet it's an electric drilling rig that also reduces noise emissions so i think the more that that the public and and these local societies that we're operating in the more that they understand that you know we are making advances in technology. We are making efforts to improve, you know, our operations and our effect on everyone else. And the more that they understand that we've actually, you know, we are producing these types of, of helpful technologies, I think it's going to be a lot easier for them to understand that, you know, we're not their enemy and that we can come in and actually coexist, you know, in the same city. So...
1: I've made the argument on this program that um, it seems to me that energy has gotten politicized, just like gun control and a few of the other polarizing issues. Um, the, The energy industry for a long time invested in government relations. And of course, politicians then, they took that and then all of a sudden became kind of the spokesman for the energy industry and kind of. Just all of a sudden woke up, and it became a polarizing issue like that to where you got two presidential candidates actually trying to ban it Bernie Sanders and elizabeth warren right. um, what are, what are your thoughts on you know maybe well, like I said I, I've made the argument the energy industry needs to reinvent their their um public relations you know the the paradigm shift that happened with horizontal drilling, the paradigm shift that happened with big data and all the HR departments. You got innovation that's cr- created a paradigm shift in noise pollution. I wonder if it's time that the energy industry doesn't you know make a paradigm shift with their approach to public relations and connecting and engaging with people um your thoughts on that since you're in Colorado well,
0: I think honestly I think um, Colorado is kind of at the forefront of the the argument and the the debate overall I think. And it's pretty crazy because Colorado is the most most regulated state in the nation. I mean, it's the strictest state as far as adhering to regulations for oil and gas, and yet it's the most demonized, um, you know, in the industry. You, you said it's been politicized. I think it's, at least here, it's been more demonized as if it's this horrible thing. And and people are so willing to jump on their phone and, and type out all of these hateful things towards the industry on on the very phone that was made through a petroleum process you know it's just i it's pretty mind-boggling but i think down here in colorado i think there's been a lot of companies and a lot of different organizations that have stepped up and are opening that kind of that uh door to to have communication and they i think um down here, at least, you know, I think we're making a lot of headway with, with the public. I think that, you know, the public is now being informed and it's not so much just this, uh, you know, this argument. I think that people are actually um, starting to, to understand that that we can operate responsibly and we can operate safely because we have to. The, our companies down here, we're, you know, we're being we're being forced and regulated to and, and we're being forced to be involved and it's a good thing. So,
1: so how, how does your timeline work and something, how, how does your product get inserted or get applied or get used? That sort of thing. You know, if somebody calls you tomorrow, how quickly can you make their pipeline quieter?
0: Right. So as far as just manufacturing, I mean, it's a couple week lead time and we can have it there. Typically, um, I would uh, I would coordinate with an engineer on the engineering level and the device would actually be engineered and designed into a pipeline system before it's even constructed so that's ideally when when you know my device would be installed it would be designed into a system and then installed during construction but the good thing is is I offer a, a threaded version as well as a flange version and um, the threaded version can actually be portable so operators can even carry one of my devices around in their truck and if there's you know an abnormal situation where a vessel needs blown down or a small a small line needs blown down they can throw it on there and 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 use it so
1: i was gonna i was gonna say i could see where your your product would be very reactive in nature you know people oh geez this, this is loud we should probably turn it down okay well then call you but then you're saying it's done on the, on the preliminary side of things and going, wow, that probably was a bit challenging for you in the beginning, trying to educate uh, the people. Was it, I guess? I mean, I'm making assumptions. That's how I come up with questions. So without just telling you my assumption, I should probably phrase it like a question. Was that challenging right. for you to educate the people on why this was
0: needed? Not really.
1: Okay, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not really, because, I mean, it, Every, anybody i've showed it to or done a demonstration for anyone i mean it's just like instantly light bulb like holy cow why hasn't anybody thought of this why haven't we been using this before
1: well that's my question is there, i mean is there is there regulations i know there's decimal regulations you know in cities that's why you can't have loud parties and 10 o'clock yeah. and that sort of thing but you know you get on the country and start some rural properties it gets pretty, you know, open with certain things, so that's why you gotta have some certain regulations that come in. Do you, is right. does that ever come into play where you know the 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 there's um, a regulation of noise pollution, or is just that the yep. okay? There is okay, yeah. Talk it, to me a little does. bit, a little bit about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it does a little bit. There are um, noise ordinances at you know city, county, state level on each of them, and my device does help companies attain compliance with the noise levels Um, but that's that's usually not what I try and you know present my product as or the the need I try not to present my product as solving that need because you know I'd rather I don't want my product to come across as something that you know is helping you be compliant with the regulation that's been forced upon you like no like this is going to save people from going deaf and it's going to you know, it's going to reduce nuisance on people and, and animals. Like, that's it's, – it's the prudent thing to do. It's it's an engineering control, and it's the right thing to do. It's not – you know, you have to use it so that you attain compliance. You know what I mean?
1: No, exactly, and that's why it took so long to come up with the regulation side of it because it didn't dawn on me till I started thinking more about this. Like, I suppose there's probably even regulations on this and because you know. the common sense part is – the safety it's the loss of hearing it's the just the sheer vibrations of your molecules you know for those in for those uh, scientific folks out there there you go you're vibrating of your molecules for a long time just is not good for the system eventually they're gonna shake rattle and roll a little bit too much in some place Um yeah you know so okay is there um do you guys have quite quite a few you want to are you able to name customers clients or anything like that or any stories from the field that you care to share that uh you know somebody was amazed uh, at the difference
0: um i I prefer not to name specific companies but yeah I can for sure tell you um just some a story you know that just and and it's really the same story over and over the first time an operator or whoever is, is using it for the first time, when the, when they open the valve and and hear my ga- my device silencing the gas or suppressing the gas, and they don't need to wear earplugs when they're standing right next to it, and they can literally have a conversation with somebody right next to the valve that's blowing gas down to atmosphere, like, it's just, the look on their face is just shocked and just like, really like kind of not amazed, but kind of just like, cool. This thing is, this thing is cool, you know, like, and, and it's just, it's really, it's really cool for me to have been able to, to make something where I can see that where like my device is going to, is going to keep people from going to death. And to me, that's, you know, that makes me feel good when I see people that just light up and, and get happy about using my device because it makes me feel like, you know, i may have been able to improve the quality of somebody's life or at least this operator's life, you know.
1: I like to conclude interviews with uh allowing guests to go whatever direction they want with um an answer, you know, so the questions not framed by me if you will. Uh so if there's something that uh you feel that we need to reiterate or something we left out that we you know, you think would be great to talk about or if you got a great chili recipe, whatever you know, you want to do on that sort of thing, I just like kind of the floor is yours, if you will, you know. So, um, you know, if you want people to know something, you know, kind of parting shots. So, uh, final thoughts, if you would, there, Mister uh, Keegan Blake.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I just I would say that I mean we pretty much covered everything. Um, if I had to to maybe uh, say anything else, it would just be there are multiple. Ways in which my device can help people we covered the uh, you know, we covered the the hearing aspect and the noise aspect Um, Just a little technical note about the device. It's also rotational So the device is going to export gas away from an operator's face so if there's you know hazardous liquids or there's hazardous gas like h2s or really anything that's in the pipeline methanol biocide, any type anything that's being treated with um, if that comes through the valve, it's not going to spray an operator in the face. It's going to spray it away from him, and you know, protect protect him from encountering hazardous substance. Um, let me let me see what else I have on my notes here.
1: That's that's kind of interesting in itself. It does that, huh? I mean, yep. that, that that seems you know yep, like it's, like it's got bells and whistles on it now
0: <laughs> yeah yep that was kind of just an, an added measure obviously the most important is is the silencing aspect of it but the fact that it is also completely rotational 360 degree rotational and that it can an operator can you know assess downwind or or, or see you know if there's a possible ignition source on site he can rotate the device and point the gas away from that source so um other than that though no i don't really have anything jason i just i'm super excited for the opportunity to to sit down and talk with you and just help get me some expo- exposure like i said we just launched um so right now it's just a matter of of catching and tread and and this next year i think is going to be pretty crazy and and i think that uh that this thing's going to be taking off here um even more than it already has. So I'm just excited and and wanted to thank you for, for the time.